Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome to the alternative. Radiant questions virtual reality. Sponsored by ISEDN.org. Is there life beyond the big four search engines? Are webmasters spending more than they need to? Or leaving money on the table? What opportunities exist on the margins? Spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines. Now, step into the alternative with your host, Jim Hedger. Hey, welcome to the Alternatives Radio Show. I'm Jim Hedger, and it looks like I'm going to be pushing this apple cart down the street for the next little while. Man, live radio. Media made without the safety net of a backspace button. There's like no edits, there's only oops. Uh, like, not that there's anything scary about that. Now, there's, there's a few things I want to get out of the way before we get started. First of all, yeah, this is a Canadian accent, and yeah, it sounded exactly like I said a boot. Just so we're clear about this, when you guys hear oot, I said out. You hear a boot? I meant to say about. Now, there's enough said about that. Anyone who bugs me about it can owe me a drink next time I see them. That'll be a double JB and Coke, and I'm going to be collecting. Okay, now to the, on to the business of making media. First things first, uh, disclosure. I'm really into full disclosure of information. Um, I guess in my line of work, it helps. I figure you, the listeners, you have a right to know what this, where the show's coming from, and um, in my mind, sponsorship has a, both a direct and an indirect effect on the show's credibility. This show is sponsored by Jade Online and the Independent Search Engine and Directory Network. Now, I'm getting paid for this as senior editor of Jade Online publications, Site Pro News and SEO News. Jade Online owns ExactSeek. ExactSeek is one of the alternative search engines we're likely to discuss on this show. It also owns and operates a paid ad distribution system that it sees as an alternative to PPC advertising. Okay. Now, I got this cynical curiosity that tends to take me into places like this. I've been involved in the search marketing industry for over seven years, mostly as an outsourced SEO and as a tech writer. Now, I already know a lot about Google, Yahoo, Ask, and MSN. Though there's always a lot more to learn, I already know a lot about site design and search engine optimization. I don't know a lot about second and third tier search engines, and uh, I guess this show gives me a chance to take a good look at them. Perhaps there's opportunities lost to many webmasters out there, eh? Perhaps the Saragossa Seas await them. Now, over the years, I've taken several hard lines against search engine spam and spammy search engines. It's all there in black and white all over the internet. Some alternative search engines are spam machines, and perhaps all of them are. To be really honest, I don't know. If I've learned one thing in this business, though, there's always something more, there's always something happening more than meets, immediately meets the eye. Now, lastly, and, and I want to be really clear about this. While this show will try to bring the topic around to alternative search engines, there's no possible way to avoid discussion about Google, Yahoo, MSN, Ask, AOL, or any of the other known corporate brand names. These larger entities fill the majority of the search space, and they define the playing field. Take the, Google, uh, deal, the, the deal that Google signed with YouTube earlier this week, for instance. That deal is going to change the trajectory of more than one alternative search engine and probably more than one mainstream search engine. And if it doesn't, I guarantee it, this time, this time next year, more than one alternative search engine is going to be out of business. Another issue we're going to have to take a look at that's more in the mainstream search world is click fraud. As I said earlier, our sponsor is also an online advertising system operator. Be that as it may, it's my sincere, it's my sincere intention to crack ass equally and without regard for how much it might tick off the show's producers. We are going after the big guys first. 
I figure that makes more interesting radio anyway. Now, when I was asked to host this show, I wondered what the heck I was going to talk about. From where I'm sitting, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of action happening on the margins of the big three or four search entities. Is there life outside the spotlight? To be honest, until recently, I haven't been all that interested in looking. But there's got to be something there. Judging from the number of search-related firms included in the 200-plus member uh, independent search engine and directory network, something more than sustenance has got to be found near the sidelines. Otherwise, what the heck are the folks running these businesses thinking? I mean, I mean, really now. There's always been a number of search entities out there, but the idea of taking on Google, Microsoft, and Yahoo seems ludicrous to most observers, myself included. Maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. I hope to learn a lot more exploring the margins, and in doing so, I hope to bring an uh, interested radio audience along with me. And coming along for the journey are going to be a few regular weekly contributors one of whom is uh, local Victoria SEO and um, also a tech writer, Dave Davies. Dave, are you on the line now? I am indeed. Excellent. Well, welcome here, Dave. Thanks very much. Um, Dave and I are going to be discussing a couple webmaster-related issues at the beginning of each show. Um, I guess right now, we may as well just jump in. This is the beginning of the Alternatives Radio Show. Dave, as an SEO, um, can you tell me about the relevance of any other search engines aside the big four? I think as an SEO, um, there's, there's really two main things that we have to be looking at here. Um, one of them relates to the big three, which is obviously of interest just for, for traffic alone, which is um, the innovation that comes from, from a lot of these uh, alternative search engines. I mean, if we look to, um, to Oriel On and the development of the Orion algorithm, he now works at Google. Um, so a, a lot of great innovations are coming from, from these other alternative engines. So um, there's and stuff there's happening off at the side that... Uh, the larger engines might copy like now or in the future. Well, exactly, exactly. And, and looking to what innovations are happening on these alternative engines can, can often give you uh, a glimpse into what may very well be coming down the road uh, on some of the major engines. And you know, as we all know, the, the bigger the lead time you have and, and the better you understand the future, the better you're going you're gonna to optimize your site on, on the larger ones. Um, but, but not to negate the, the traffic value that some of these can have. I mean, uh, in, in some niche and, and regional markets, um, there are some, some excellent alternative engines, and, and there are uh, some, some general uh, alternative engines like ExactSeq that, that can be quality, quality traffic. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, although I, I imagine with, uh, in your business, most of it goes back towards Google and to Yahoo and MSN and such, eh? Oh, most certainly. I, I've never had a call from a client looking for rankings on, on an alternative engine at the exclusion of one of the big, the big three or four, but... Um, but it, it shouldn't negate the importance that, that they can serve, especially depending on your market. Well, yeah, and I, and I, I really got into what you said about them being like a, a looking glass into the future. Um, I'm thinking about uh, Vivissimo. Uh, they call themselves Clusty now. Remember how years ago they had the, uh, they seemed to have revolutionized the results off to the, the right-hand side, the clustered results? I, if I remember correctly, they took that from Northern Light, which had done that two or three years earlier. They had indeed. Uh, and, and for those watching Northern Lights uh, at that time, you would see um, sort of this progression and, and as it, it sort of propagates because it is a very, very good technology. And now we see Google Base introducing, um, or Google introducing results called from Google Base, again, off on the right side. Now, well, this isn't clustering. This is, looks as if it's stealing a page from other people's innovations. But, you know, speaking of Google, the, 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 the only story this week, the big, huge, monstrous story is GooTube. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I, I find it kind of, kind of funny. I mean, it, it's definitely been covered uh, quite substantially. 
Um, but if we also take a look at what could have been other stories on the Google side and, and that are highly related, um, is also the agreements that they have with Warner and Sony to be distributing their music videos. Uh, of course, they're going to be injecting their ad, sharing the revenue, and, and all of that sort of fun stuff. But if we take a look at all three of these moves that happened within a couple days of each other, I mean, the, the Sony and Warner came out essentially at the same time, uh, we, we definitely see a direction Google is, is trying to head in here, um, you know, both to, to do as they've always said and, and sort of cover the web and provide all the information, and also at the same time I mean, providing enormous advertising revenue for, uh, for themselves and, and for those who come along with them. Um, you know, as far as the, the biggest hit here, I mean, there's the obvious ones. There's, you know, Yahoo and, and these sorts that are going to be taking a, a pretty big hit, but that's getting into the majors. Um, you know, but, but some of the others, you know, one of my favorites, Spike Humor and, and these sorts of sites that have traditionally been a, a great source of, of these type of videos are, are going to very quickly um, start losing their share because people can now search for the same stuff they were finding there or, or a lot of the similar content, uh, and at the same time they can run their, their general web search sort of finding it all in one location, I think, is, is going to hurt a lot of these sites. Well, it's going to hurt a lot of the smaller ones. The one thing I, th I see it doing is creating an immediate vacuum in a couple larger spaces, which um, I, I think has an impact on the alternative engines as well. I think, um, I think Yahoo's in big trouble here. Yahoo's in, in huge trouble here, unless they make some, some very quick uh, moves to try and but I, I can't even imagine how you can compete with these with these sorts of things. I mean, if you saw the, the stock values of Yahoo um, over the past few days, you certainly get an indication of, of what the world thinks uh, is happening to Yahoo right now. Uh, and if you take a look at Google's, you'll see that, uh, you know, just, just with the increases that they've had, they've more than paid off the $1.65 billion just in their, their stock increases. So, um, you know, great move for Google and, and obviously a, a devastating blow for Yahoo. Well, one of the uh, one of the rumors I've been hearing about Yahoo, which again again brings us back to alternative engines, is um, there seems to be an exodus of uh, executives leaving Yahoo right now, and I think that creates a uh, amazing talent pool out there. That well, I, I know some of the smaller engines are picking up right now, um, some of the vertical engines, and uh, I think some of the some of the independent search engines are actually benefiting from this exodus. Have you oh, heard anything about that? I think also this is going to be an enormous advantage to the searchers as more and more alternative engines are, are developed um, you know, with the help of people who know how to build a, an engine like Yahoo, know the pitfalls that can come from it, hopefully try and stick to um, you know, a niche or a region or, or, or some of these sorts of, of specifications um, and, and sort of carry it through to excellence as opposed to trying to be a, a master of all domains and then finding out uh, you know, a little too late that you hit the snooze button one too many times and you got usurped. Well, one of the cool things, nature totally, totally abhors a vacuum. So if we see, uh, if we see one of the major engines sort of slip, um, I think it's quite likely we'll see, we, we see um, room for any of the, the smaller engines to, to move up in there. Now, what we're talking about Yahoo, the, the, the last thing um, I guess we have time to talk about today, Dave, is the no ODP tag, the Yahoo... I guess announced two days ago that they were going to finally start supporting it. Yeah. Um, the ODP, for people who aren't aware, the Open Directory Project, or DMOS.org, is probably one of the oldest um, standalone directories. Dave? Hello? Sorry, I, I, sorry, there was a little cut out there for just a second. Yeah, um, quite a bit of static on the line. Anyway, um, the ODP is one of the oldest directories. Yahoo's now supporting a tag that allows people to remove um, comment from uh, DMOS editors. What do you think about that? 
I think it's it's absolutely great. I mean, when it wasn't supported, that's a lot like uh, like giving the the editor of of the classified ads for a local paper the right to decide what uh, what the bold text is and the uh, and the description of your product. Uh, I mean, you, basically, we were telling the the third party or, or letting some third party control um, what our ad in the search engine results looked like. Um, and for them to now support it and, and put the put the control of what that uh, what that ad looks like um, back into the into the hands of, of the webmasters and SEOs of the world, um, so that we can optimize it for conversions and click throughs and these sorts of things. I think is is just a great move for everybody, including the searchers. Excellent, Dave. Thanks a lot for being on the first show. I look forward to talking to you next week. We have to go to break now. Um, you're listening to the alternatives on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're going to be returning with uh, Pete Newman and Mike Sheehan from Booyah Networks in just a few moments. The Alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm will be back after this short commercial break. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. You've seen those reality game shows throwing around millions of dollars. You were nothing. Survivor. American Idol. Well, WebmasterRadio.fm brings you a true reality show where millions upon millions of dollars in domains are on the line. Friday, October 27th, beginning at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific, Webmaster Radio presents the Traffic East Domain Auction. Join the host of Domain Masters, Moniker.com, Monty Khan, as he brings you this multi-million dollar spectacular that you can afford to miss. The Traffic East Domain Auction, live from the Diplomat Hotel in Hollywood, Florida, hosted by Domain Master Monty Khan. Live Friday, October 27th, beginning at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Welcome back to The Alternative. We're, uh, you know, we're lucky enough to be joined today by uh, Pete Newman from Booyah Networks. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Good, Jim. How are you? I'm excellent. Now, I'm just going to give you a quick introduction. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong here, eh? Now, Pete's been involved in search engines and search marketing since, like, the earliest, earliest days of search. He cut his teeth at Metacrawler and Dogpile before moving on to six years at Miva. And this is back when it was known as Find What. He's now the chief distribution officer of the online video injection firm Booyah Networks. And to be honest, I'm not sure if there's anyone on this planet more qualified to talk about the history of search, and see me or otherwise, um, than, uh, than Pete. Um, he knows more about alternative search engines and the future directions for advertisers outside the realm of the big three than anyone I've ever met. It's great to have him here on the first show. And Pete, welcome to The Alternatives. Jim, it's good to be here, and I will correct you. I'm sure there are people that know a lot more than me. I'm not that smart, but thank you for the introduction nonetheless. Well, what can you tell us about your experiences in the earliest days of the search engine universe? The earliest days in the search engine universe, um, it was a pretty small universe back then, and no one took search very um, very seriously. I remember getting involved with search back in 98, 99 with Metacrawl and Dogpile, and it was just something that we had on the site. Um, you know, we bought, I think we bought Metacrawl or Dogpile for very little, um, Metacrawl was a super cheap license for GoToNet, and it was just something people wanted. I mean, even the VP of BizDev at the time there didn't get the fact that search made money. It was just this, this cool thing people wanted to have. Um, well, you know, from there we, we realized it was very important as a marketing tool, and, um, you know, the rest is history. Dogpile and Metacrawler, this, those are two ancient names I, that I actually I still hear from time to time. What's the story with those two engines? You know, those are two, I mean, you know... Orn Etzioni was the guy who developed the technology for Metacrawler. I think he's on the board of Vivisimo right now. And Orn used to say, meta-searching is beta-searching. And I would always respond, anything you can do, we can do meta. So, um, I mean, great engines. In fact, the story behind that, um, I, was, um, I was a dogpile user at a software company called Design Intelligence. And a friend of mine turned me on to this, this cool meta-search engine. And it was just a great way to find stuff because there were only about five search engines. It was AltaVista, Yahoo, Excite. And, and you could do, you know, you could do single searches or you could search them all in, you know, in tandem there. And um, as a user, um, you know, people saw me using it and thought, what, what is that? It's kind of got a cool, weird name. About a year later, a friend of mine who was at GoToNet called me and said, Newman, we just bought Dogpile. You're an expert. Why don't you come run it for us? So um, it was pretty funny. The fact that I was just a, a casual user of that website netted me a job in search. It made um, you an expert, eh? It was hilarious. Um, that, that made me the expert because I actually knew what I, I could actually type in the URL. Um, <laughs> so at the time, I think Metacron and Dogpile collectively, this was back in 99, had about 90% of the meta search market tied up. They were probably 5% of the overall search market. Um, and then, of course, you know, Google kind of came in and changed um, MetaSearch because, because MetaSearch was great um, because you would search all the engines' various indices, and every, every engine ranked things differently, so you were able to get quite a bit of variety. Um, Google changed that world because Google, you know, you don't, you don't need Meta when you've got everything. Um, you know, the challenge, of course, is that, you know, Google's, Google's algorithm isn't, um, isn't great for, for non-bidded search, um, whereas a, a meta search engine tends to rank things by popularity um, in the various um, indices there. Mm-hmm. So you got, um, you got pretty relevant results that way. I still tend, I still tend to favor meta search um, over other folks, but as search becomes more homogenized, it becomes less important because there isn't a lot of, um, there isn't a lot of, there aren't a lot of flavors in search anymore. A lot of folks are using, 
are using Google or Intimate, and that's kind of it now. Uh, it's not a very popular to have your own search engine. I know Gigablast is doing their thing. Jeeves is doing a great job, by the way. Um, I think Jeeves is probably one of the best search engines out there right now. Um, but, you know, MetaSearch continues to be popular. I still talk to the folks over there quite a bit, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a cool engine. You jumped from uh, Dogpile and Metacrawler over to Find What. Is, is that correct? I did indeed. Um, once upon a time, a long time ago, um, working over at, um, at GoToNet, they, we'd, um, I, was, I was put in charge of search over there, and our VP of BizDev at the time said, you know, your BizDev makes a lot of money. You're in charge of search, and search doesn't make a lot of money. So, um, you know, do what you can with it. Try not to mess it up. People like it. Um, why don't you just, you know, just go figure it out? And uh, subsequently, I had six desks in six months, which was um, a little frustrating. I got very little, um, very little input in the organization there, but it gave me a lot of time to think. So what I did is I started asking engineers questions. And as you know, engineers like to like to talk about what they do. So I learned all about how um, how users interacted with meta search pages. And as a result, I learned where they were going. And they were going to this little company called GoTo quite a bit. Um, in fact, GoTo was bid at search and nobody knew it at the time. And it turned out that we were a fairly uh, large percentage of GoTo's revenue. And we were collecting exactly nothing for that. So um, oh, I put together the presentation, went to the senior team and said, um, people owe us a lot of money out there. I think GoTo looks smart and about. We're all reaping tremendous benefits from this meta search engine, which is very qualified users. So uh, and the thing about, to know about MetaSearch is that MetaSearch is, um, you don't start out being a MetaSearcher. You start off with, with AOL, and then you, you graduate to a more advanced engine like a Google or, a, or an Ask. And after a while, you, know, you, you realize that MetaSearch is probably the best way to, to gather everything at the same time. At least that's the way it used to be. Um, once I discovered that, um, that paid search was kind of where it's at, I'd, um, I, I forged a deal with Find What, and um, you know, I, I, I jumped ship. So, so, subsequently, I jumped ship as well and um, tried to you know, kind of cut my teeth in the paid search market, which is a lot different than search, but, um, you know, it, but it definitely requires search in order for it to work. How did you find jumping from search into the paid search market? Well, how how big of the dif- how big a difference was there? Especially <laughs> it? Especially in brutal. Different. Are you kidding? It was brutal. Um, when I left GoToNet, they were the twelfth most popular um, you know company uh, traffic site on the on the internet there. So it was kind of neat. I could if someone would, someone were to call me about doing a deal, I would say you know I've got an opening my schedule at three o'clock on Wednesday. Can you be here? And they would bring their board and show up at my offices. <laughs> um, you know, this, and that, that's just the way it was. This was 99, and things were moving really fast. Um, I went to this obscure little pay-per-click search engine, and suddenly doors weren't opening anymore. So I had to, um, you know, had to become a very charming individual and just try to get people's attention. Um, the good news is, um, you know, when, you, when you're writing checks for a living, you're, you're as popular as the pizza guy. So it wasn't, it wasn't that tough, but it's just a very different world. People are not beating down your door um, to ask for favors. You're effectively asking them, may I write you a check now? So very, very different business altogether. Well, taking that idea of flashing ahead to today, what, mm-hmm. what do you think the alternative landscape looks like today? The alternative landscape is somewhat crowded and, um, and muddy these days. Um, Overture and Google, somebody said a couple of years ago that Overture and Google are sucking the marketing dollars out of the room. They're also sucking the users out of the room. Um, people, you know, alternative search is cool um, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to find an audience. Um, you know, Yahoo and, and Google have such tremendous brand awareness now. Um, it's really hard for them to capture an audience. It's gonna, it's gonna take a really novel approach at this point. So, I mean, I think Yahoo and Google both have. Um, they're they're not they're they're the best products out there right now, but they're by no means good products. 
um, you know, when I when I go to Home Depot, I don't want to walk into a bin full of everything they sell. I want to be able to walk to an aisle and find the one thing that I need. So, um, you know, traditional search is throw you know throw the entire house at me when all I really wanted was a chip of paint. So, um, I th- and you know, people like the Visumo have given it a shot. They've um, they've done the, the clustering. People doing people doing the clustering technologies. Um, this is kind of you know an old kind of a derivative of a direct hit back in the day. It's um, and that's not enough yet because users haven't flocked to it. There is no loyalty on the internet, so someone needs to come up with a a better search. Um, better searching once again is kind of the um, kind of the theme here. And what that really needs to involve is the user as the context because I am a context. I am the context of my of my own behavior. So if you can discover, you know, who I am and what I want based upon some clever algorithms, you can do a better job for me. Uh, and a front prime example is if I type in the word screw on Google, I get, what, 17 million listings? And the word screw has about 12 different meanings, um, from, you know, verb to noun, um, and, and, and so on and so forth. So you, you understand it's, 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 if I'm in Seattle and I've been looking for marine, marine spars, I'm probably a shipwright and I'm looking for a propeller. If it's three in the morning and I'm a male, probably looking for porn, um, so on and so forth. So, um, using the user as the context and, and gathering, you know, IP-based behavior is really key to making search better because then it provides user what they want by by providing suggested um, suggested and predictive results. And well, in your estimation, right yet. now, right now, looking at the at the landscape that's out there, is there anything that that even approaches the mainstream engines? No, not really. So it's not just a matter of better marketing. It's actually a matter of creating better technologies. Better technology. It's not, and, it's, and you can't just be as good now, right? I mean, Google and Yahoo and, and Ask have got such amazing market penetration, such good names, that it's not good enough to be as good. You've got to be a m- order of magnitude better in well, order to capture question. their attention. The big question I have for, uh, for people who are thinking of getting into the, into the search market, um, this, this, this is going to hark towards GooTube again, too. Um, mm-hmm. Once new products start coming out there, once people start developing new ideas or technologies, it seems that somebody from Yahoo or Google or Ask or MSN comes along and uh, either takes the idea or mm-hmm. radically alters it, or in the cases we saw earlier this week, just buys it. Yeah, oh, that's, um, that's a problem when, you, when there's a lot of money in the space, right? Look at, I mean, you can look at the American automotive industry and rumors of, you know, of water-fueled you know, engines being available out in the 50s and then getting snapped up and, and pushed into a corner because they weren't profitable enough for the, um, for the oil companies. That's, you got, that's probably a different show called Conspiracy Theory. But, um, you know, you hear things about that, like that all the time. So, yeah, good technologies will get snapped up. The nice thing is the Internet um, is still full of, you know, of clever, innovative thinkers. So... You know, it's not good enough to um, think Scott Rabinowitz um, over at Traffic Dude has a great expression, and that is um, innovation without monetization is, um, is of no value. So I think so long as an improvement to search also has a way to improve the monetization of search, it will be adopted properly and readily. No doubt. No doubt. Um, this makes me think of GooTube and video advertising, which kind of makes me mm-hmm. think of what Booyah Networks does. But I just got a message from the producers that it's time to go to break. When we return, we're going to be returning with, um, with Pete and also with Mike Sheehan, CEO of Booyah Networks. Um, this is The Alternatives on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back in just a few moments. The Alternatives on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. Cyberspace, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new domains 
to seek out new sites and new monetizations to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S dot com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Just a little bit about the hook. The hook. The hook. The hook. What I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing. And doing. And doing. People in the marketing, PR, advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries so what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is help you make your job easier what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is join me each week till two o'clock, two o'clock on tuesday's tuesday intersection of advertising and Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. And now, transport back into the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. That has to be one of the coolest promos I've heard on Webmaster Radio. That was great. Um, we're back on uh, the alternatives on webmasterradio.fm, and uh, we still have uh, Pete Newman from Booyah Networks with us, and now I think we're joined by uh, CEO of Booyah Networks, Mike Sheehan. Hey there, Jim. Mike. Hi, Mike. How's it going? Pretty good. 
Um, a little bit of background on Mike. He founded Booyah in 2001. He was the uh, president of e-commerce and outsource solutions at AppNet, and he was also sh- a short-term CEO of Arrow Incorporated. But now he's running Booyah. Mike, what's Booyah Networks? Uh, well, Booyah Networks actually started out as a paid search network. Our, our claim to fame and our innovation was that we allowed uh, you know advertisers to add an image next to their uh, text search listing. Uh, so this is back in 2001. Had a little rough start out of the gates. 9/11 happened. Lost lots of clients. What have you? But you know we survived and you know we, we adapted. We continued to um, you know run the paid search network, which is quite large right now. It does about 100 million queries a day, and, and Pete is, has a lot to do with that. Um, we also have a uh, division that does uh, is partnered with Yahoo, and it's uh, we we operate you know the paid inclusion program, which is I love that program by the way, uh, but it basically allows us to uh, get uh, search listings for uh, our advertisers into the organic results uh, of Yahoo's with uh, bypassing their you know crawling um, uh, crawling mechanisms. Um, we also have a marketing agency called the Booyah Agency. Um, and then finally, um, uh, about the past year, we've been building a new um, uh, search net. I'm sorry, uh, video ad network called Spot Exchange, and uh, we've just released that into the market. Well, actually, I really wanted to talk about Spot Exchange, especially in the in in the wake of the the GooTube announcement. Um, <laughs> hey, could you describe uh, Booyah's paper video commercial uh, project, Spot Exchange? Yeah, and I love your calling it GooTube. Most people call it GooTube. <laughs> I love GooTube. Um, so you know, just a little background on it. We um, started working on online video ads about a year ago, and we noticed that um, the whole process related to sponsoring video was a, a fairly laborious process. Um, it was, you know, uh, it would be like if you were sponsoring TV, um, if, if you were an advertiser. You'd, you'd have to call the site, find the right guy to talk to, negotiate a deal, buy a lot of traffic, have lack of, you know, the uh, ability to get real-time stats, and definitely you know, lack the ability to do real-time optimization. So we just saw, you know, a lot of hurdles in that space. And having come from uh, search and, and been involved in search for so long, you know, we decided there's there's probably a, a better way to do this. So we took a lot of the best elements of uh, paid search platforms, which is a, a self-service platform that works in a real-time environment that provides real-time stats and the ability for advertisers to load creative on their own and target uh, particular traffic um, on their own. In fact, they can target, uh, you know, uh, regionally. They can target by time of day. They can target certain publishers. They can target contextually. Uh, And then they get real-time stats and the ability to be able to change their video ads, the creative, or how their campaign's operating on a real-time basis. Um, So, and, and... in addition, they're able to you know access um, an aggregated marketplace of available ad slot inventory, uh, and uh, we you know we just think that's the better way. Well, how about distribution? Um, can can uh, webmasters take advantage of Booyah content? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've made it really easy. I mean, that's one of kind of the 
that the, the thing that makes our system so great is that if you if you play video on your site, if you have any video, um, and uh, you know even you know a thousand streams a day, what have you, uh, we make it very easy to sign up as a publisher, uh, as a distribution partner of ours. You just go to our site, SpotExchange.com, and you sign up as a, a publisher. Uh, we review the application, give you a call. Um, do a little training session, uh, and then you set up what we call uh, a channel or channels um, that basically describes your site, and then that traffic becomes available uh, in our marketplace where a bunch of you know ag- um, advertisers and agencies participate and compete for your traffic. And uh, we, we've you know worked on a standard out there, and we hope it becomes an industry standard um, uh, for calling broadband video commercials, and we call it uh, Mad RSS, and it's literally a very simple call that uh, you make to the spot exchange system that tells us who you are it tells us um, what the video is all about it tells us you know where that user is are they in Westminster Colorado uh, and of course we know the time of day uh, and we go back into uh, our archive of video ads and, and look for the most relevant and highest value ads and we return it in a uh, in XML and you simply insert it into your playlist before or after the video content okay how about um, people who want to advertise with booyah do they have to create their own ads? Do uh, they have to create their own video? Um, where, where, where are you calling the videos from? You know, it's 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 kind of a combination. I mean, we're we're at the kind of um, you know the very beginning of video advertising online, and and what we're seeing mostly uh, are the traditional advertisers of TV um, coming on board uh, rather quickly with uh, their TV commercials. Um, so, you know. The, we allow them to basically upload any video format. So, again, they sign up as an advertiser, they log in, and then they go to our interface and load up their commercial and any banners uh, related to that commercial. Um, so it's a fairly easy process. It takes a couple minutes. Um, we are building tools to allow those advertisers um, that don't have uh, creative you know, videos to uh, be able to build their own uh, video ad. And, and we're working with a variety of partners to do that. We work with uh, uh, VideoEgg, uh, which is a video publishing technology, and they help us do the uh, video, um, uh, not only the ingestion, but also the editing uh, of the video. So once you load a video up, they uh, provide the ability to uh, crop uh, videos. They provide the ability to overlay it with text, uh, insert images, uh, etc. And uh, we'll also be working with uh, some other companies that have prepackaged video content that um, you know will really open it up to uh, a whole different marketplace. I mean, with our system, you can target uh, down to you know a city and zip code. So uh, if I'm the the local Taekwondo studio, um, or if I'm, you know, the local pizza joint, uh, I can literally shoot a commercial using my Handycam, or I can go in and uh, build my own commercial and uh, say, hey, I want to target uh, this surrounding area anytime, uh, you know, this video plays in, in, in that area. What do you guys, uh, even have even working on this system for six, eight months now, has uh-huh. um, the advent, I hate to ask the question, but has the advent of uh, Google, the Google YouTube deal changed your plans or scared you a bit or how, how do you feel about that no i mean here's what it did it it it, it potentially took um youtube out of the picture as a potential distribution partner um but at the end of the day um 
you know, we're talking, I mean, there's hundreds of video sites out there, and they get a lot of traffic. And they, they're sites that, you know, may have two, three folks working there, and they're streaming a million, you know, videos a day. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's to our advantage, actually, that Google did that deal with YouTube, believe it or not, because, uh, you know, if Google comes out with a competing product uh, to what we are providing, uh, then I think a lot of people that are video publishers are going to look at um, the fact that, uh, you know, Google is a competitor to them. And, um, you know, I, I think that deal... Um, you know, means a lot of things to the industry. Um, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at Google, um, it, it's uh, it's just almost pathological what they're doing in terms of they're buying traffic left and right, and they are, um, you know, really fending off, um, you know, competitors uh, from gaining the traction that they, you know, currently enjoy. So, you know, step back. They bought... Uh, uh, you know, MySpace was uh, entertaining deals from Overture uh, and Ask Jeeves, and uh, who you know who goes in and does the deal? Well, Google buys it for nine hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously YouTube is is part of that, uh, and then AOL is a good good story as well. AOL well, is up you know story, on the yeah. auction block. And there you go. Uh, we'll pay a billion dollars for that traffic. Just make sure no one else gets it. So, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, they're out there. They're smart. Google's playing with monopoly money right now. The valuation of their company is, is absolutely insane. You know, so they're smart. They're, they're just uh, they're using this monopoly money. They bought YouTube with all of, you know, all stock. And, uh, you know, and it, you know, only a, a fraction of the value of Google uh, did they spend in order to buy it, and they're smart. So they locked up a majority of the um, uh, the video ad market. <clears throat> the other good thing, actually, for us is it really it kind, of, it kind of proves that this is a hot market. I mean, a lot of people are talking about, well, now the the bubble is about to burst. You know, this Google just bought them for 1.6, you know, five billion dollars. That's the the height of it. Um, whereas I think you know, if you really look under the covers, it, it means Google sees a very big market, and it's said that Google may be making more from video ads in five years than they are from search. So uh, again, that that just helps us because we've just you know kind of proven that we're you know right place, right time. And in fact, we have a service that uh, Google doesn't right now. So um, we're just running as fast as we can. Well, I may be venturing into an area into an area I'm not allowed to, but you mentioned that you are working with Yahoo in the past. Are you guys talking with Yahoo about expanding their capabilities? I'd love to. I mean, I've certainly met with those guys, but, uh, you know, who who knows? Um, they, you know, certainly have, you know, uh, their own things that they're doing and their priorities. Um, I, I'm not even familiar with, uh, you know, um, what they're focused on. But, you know, hey, they're, they have a very big video portal, um, one of the biggest, and um, we would absolutely love to work with them uh, and help them monetize their traffic at the same time. They have a very big uh, sales force already and lots of advertisers. Uh, they take great pride in that. Um, so um, we'll see. I think, you know, our biggest opportunities are, um, and this is why we built the system. We built the system for uh, all those guys, that, that long tail of publishers that, uh, that have, you know, as I described, one or two folks. Uh, they don't have enough critical mass to attract, you know, big publishers. Um, but if it um, only took 30 seconds to be able to sponsor a you know, niche-oriented site, uh, then advertisers are more likely uh, going to do that. And 
um, you know, it, it's amazing the amount of publishers that we're talking to, um, and when you add them all up. Um, uh, there's you know tens of millions of ad impressions on a daily basis that are going to be available in our system, um, and that's not even including the Yahoos of the world and uh, the MSNs of the world or what have you. So um, we're we're pretty excited. The other opportunity, by the way, is um, that's that's often overlooked. Uh, are all the local newspapers and TV stations, which tend to be kind of, you know, the third or fourth or sometimes even second most traffic sites in particular cities, so the Denver Post or Nine News. Um, they have a lot of inventory, and they're not selling it. So that's uh, definitely a focus of ours. Mike, I think you guys are sitting on a rocket ship that's just waiting to go off. Um, thank you thank you so much for being on the show. We have to go to break now. Um, I want to, again, thank Pete Newman and Mike Sheehan from Booyah Networks for uh, being on The Alternatives. This is The Alternatives on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after a few moments. The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com. Turning your future into a fortune. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. GenieKnows has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N. Party like a rock star. I thought you were going to stay tonight, aren't you? Well, I am. I was originally going to, you know, try and a few extra people popping into town. I'm going to have to hook up a few beers and, you know, get stupid back. I almost got the feeling they were tossing back some drinks <laughs> or something. Maybe Matt has finally given up the Sprite. Party like a rock star. It is like after 7 o'clock down here, which means it's way past drinking time. Yep. I think I'm going to head out and we're going to go to this little club here called the Flying Saucer. Sit out on the patio, drink some Blue Moons. Party like a rock star. We'll sit down by the bay and have a, a nice evening uh, in Canada cocktail. Maybe you and I'll have to throw a party. We'll have to charge some money to let people in, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be like the guys in high school charging three bucks a head for the two kegger in the backyard. Hey, that works for me. SEO Rockstars. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm Here's your host, Jim Hedger. You know, it's funny, when you start doing these things like radio shows for the first time, you get all nervous and scared and stuff, and you wonder how badly you're going to screw up. And this has been a 
fairly screw-up free show, and I'm feeling amazing about that. Now, something else I'm feeling amazing about is, uh, as I said earlier, I'm a senior editor of Jade Online Publications, Slate uh, Pro News, and SEONews.com, and another one of our regular contributors here on The Alternatives is the extraordinary Kim Roach, editor of SEO News. Uh, Kim, are you on the line? Hey, Jim. It's great to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm great. Kim's down in Lexington, Kentucky. Actually, you're not in Lexington. Whereabouts are you, Kim? Elizabethtown. Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Yeah. And, um, well, her and I have been doing a series in uh, Site Pro News and SEO-News.com on click fraud. And, Kim, if you, if you don't mind, I'd sort of just like to close the show out and talk a little bit about, about the series that we're writing, why we're writing it, and um, about the issue itself. Um, I noticed yesterday, uh, one of your articles was up at Site Pro News, um, going broke on click fraud, or going broke on, on AdWords. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. Well, basically, um, this first article just discusses how click fraud is undermining the pay-per-click industry as a whole. Um, click fraud is basically one of the biggest threats to companies like Google and Yahoo, but in actuality, it's an even bigger threat to advertisers. I actually saw on FloridaToday.com where an Arizona-based karaoke business um, that was a $3 million retail operation almost went just broke and went under because of click fraud. And in this because case, it was actually um, malicious, malicious intent on the part of a competitor. So it's Really? Like somebody yeah. actually clicked their karaoke competitor almost into oblivion, sort yes. of hit the silence button on them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So what's their remedy? The this com- particular company? Yeah. Yeah, what can what, what can somebody do about it? If you get if you get clicked into oblivion like 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 this, what can you do about it? Right. Well, basically, I mean, it's up to the advertiser, you know. The you know, Google and Yahoo, they you know, they pay lip service and say that they're they're tracking all of this and but click fraud is definitely still happening. So, you know, it's up to the advertiser. And one of the biggest things is to have the click fraud monitoring software. And in addition to that, you can also look at your log files. And like in Google, for example, you don't have to, um, to advertise in the content network. So you could just advertise on the search network, which is, which is very helpful. So there are a few options, but, you know, all of them are, you know, pricey, so that also causes a problem. Well, yeah, I was. Uh, I remember I was talking to you a couple of days ago um, about click fraud, and you had mentioned that not only are increasing the increasing cost of keywords is becoming a problem, but people actually have to they, they don't think about having to pay for monitoring services or having to pay an auditor to go through their logs afterwards, or the amount of time it takes them to do it themselves. Exactly. Um, but I, I, you know, I think you hit. I, I think you hit on something really, really smart there too when you talked about the way those ads are distributed. When most of the click fraud tends to either come, I guess, from malicious clicks, like like you were mentioning with the karaoke company, or from the um, content distribution network, third parties. Um, do you have anything to say about that? On well, how when you when Google distributes to third parties, um, what I see is they're they're almost providing a motive and an opportunity for scam artists to create fake websites, park domains, blogs, etc. Just litter them with AdWords. And either robotically or um, you know using those legions of uh, click factories that that we hear about that we read about um, to to boost their own adsense revenues. Oh, definitely. The I think you know the 
the one main the reason that ClickBot is such a problem is because of the you know the enormous financial incentive that there is. And for Google, you know that's all about the AdSense part of of the company. You know, creating um, that incentive. Well, well, speaking of Google, and and I guess when Google gets the heat for most of it, um, because they're the biggest and the most well known and the the name that everybody watches. But I did an article about. Uh, as I said, we're doing a series in Site Pro and, and SEO News. And um, the article that I had that was just published, I, th- I think it was just published today, looked at the definitions of uh, click fraud as, as published by search engines and by analysts out there. Um, and Google's one is the one that amused me the most. These guys studiously avoid the word fraud. They, they won't touch the word fraud. They, they, they prefer a phrase that has like, fewer implications invalid clicks. What they don't do is give us any idea of how they determine what is and is not valid. Um, what kind of resources are out there for webmasters who want to be able to audit, their, either audit their own click streams or have a third party, party auditor look, at, look into it for them? I'd say that um, ClickTracks is one of the, the main suppliers of, for click fraud monitoring. And then there, in addition, there are some lesser known ones that will do monitoring. But, you know, one of the problems there also is lots of them target larger companies, so they don't target, the, you know, the small to medium-sized businesses. Yeah. Well, there, there's more money to be made in the, in the larger companies. Mm, I would say so. And, you know, it's just the overall cost of doing an entire monitoring um, campaign. Well, Kim, um, we are coming to the end of the show. I have no idea how to gracefully end these things. I suppose that's a, a talent one, one learns over time. Um, before we close out, we're looking at uh, Click Fraud as a series. What are you looking at next? What are you going to be uh, writing on next? Uh, well, actually, today I've been writing about the Google patents that came out this month. Um, oh, Personalization City, eh? Exactly, yeah. And, they're, you know, it's very exciting. The... Basically, the patents outline a system for collecting information from users in order to allow the search engines to deliver customized search results. And I think this is basically a necessary um, uh, progression for Google and other search engines because algorithms have basically reached their peak. And to deliver more relevant results to the users, they need to know more about the searcher. Okay, you know what? I I want to ask you a hundred questions about that, and I've got uh I got the producers flashing me like viciously. We've uh okay. we've got to get off the air. We're about to go over time. Um, Kim, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank and, you. And um, to the listeners out there, thank you so much for listening to the Alternatives on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Jim Hedger. I look forward to speaking with you next week. <laughs>